Welcome back to Miles Offit. Today, we are talking about the Seagulls, Michael Brighton oh. and Hove Albion. Both and of them. Grand Potter and Tariq Lamptey and, and Neil Malpe and Cucurella. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. Who knows? He could be probably be gone by the time when this comes out. All right, Brighton finished ninth in the Premier League last season, their highest finish in Premier League history. They were 12, 15, and 11. They had 51 points, minus two goal differential, 5, 7, and 7, 22 points at home, 7, 8, and 4, 29 points on the road. Michael, this is a team that you love the jerseys, you love the kits. We like watching them sometimes. We're really high on Graham Potter. Probably going to talk about that. What is this team's strengths? Well, John, the goals of Brighton and Hove Albion. Graham Potter is the first one. He's a great coach. I think the hype about Graham Potter is is legit. It's real. Uh, I think that they have a lot of kind of like uh, how we say like role players that he kind of gets a little bit above and beyond. I think... Uh, whenever Trussard, for example, is playing, I think he looks incredible whenever I watch him play. Uh, very strong, experienced, and wiry midfield, as I mentioned. At attacking mid, they got Gross, Trussard, McAllister, who we had once thought was an Irishman. Really, he's somewhere in South America. Uh, and then they have DM and center mid, uh, Adam Alana, again, older, but very wiry, very energetic. Uh, Casado and Mwepu. Are both really good defensive midfielders as well, and then they have great, great wing backs, Tariq Lamptey and Mark Cucurella, both top class wing backs. Uh, they provide a lot of whip, whip, width for them, and they can whip in the ball to uh, the attacking options. You're a regular Dr. Seuss on that one, um, dude. It almost got me. Actually, it did get me twice. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, dude. There. I mean, we talked about this two years ago. Like when it was just Lamptey, and then last year when they picked up Cucurella, um, you know their their defense is fun. Like mm-hmm. Graham Potter, how he plays is fun. They're they're attacking. Uh, I love how attacking the defensive line gets almost to the point where you're just like, are they going to be able to get back? But they have really really athletic defenders. Um, right. I also agree with you. It is like success by committee. I guess in the midfield and it's a bunch of people that like you would have never guessed like on top of that, on top of those people you mentioned the days where we were talking about Danny Welbeck scoring crazy, like unreal. So I do like that there's been a good mix and I think the locker room probably reflects that again, never been in this locker room, but the locker room reflects (laughs) like we got some young dudes. They have some young dudes that are learning the ropes and that are going to be really, really good players mixed in with a couple of those veterans that have, I think, been way more than around the block that have helped them out. However, they do have some weaknesses. Um, Cucurella, Lamptey, Dunk, Webster, they're good players. They're great players, some of them. But their depth in that back line is a little concerning, especially with how they play. They're playing the five in the back. If they have one of these guys go down, which they did. I mean, Lamptey 
didn't play that much last year. I mean, right. and, they, and they held steady. But you want to see this team at full force. Um, if if one of these guys goes down, it's a little bit harder for them to be successful to get the Ws. I mean, they were team draw last year, team tie. Loved um, it. So that was that was something that really helped bolster them into, you know, the top ten. Um, they also have no effective striker. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> all the strike, all the strikers they have, not one of them was one that you were just like, yes, like they're they're going to get in there, they're going to score a goal. Um, their combined xG last year was forty six. They only scored forty goals, um, and their xa, which I'm assuming is their uh, expected assists, expected assists. 29.1 um and they had 30 team assists so it's like they're they're not creating those chances and just getting unlucky they're literally creating the amount of chances that they scored goals and they need to score more and more and more goals and they need to be more effective in the front line um that brings us to a real interesting question michael our seagulls with the nice kits where do they need to be buying next year john they need to be buying, and they have actually been buying uh, mm-hmm. in the attacking position, uh, the striker position. Uh, I think they're out on Neil Mape at this exact moment. Um, but I think before even that, if you're talking about this coming season, which you can get into the whole investing and you know sell a player high, get the, as much as you can from him and reinvest, blah, 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 blah. If you're talking about this season, you got to do everything you can to keep Mark Cucurella. Uh I give that about a 25% chance, if I'm being honest, because now Chelsea are in the mix. You guys and Chelsea, I think if they piss you guys off enough, you're just going to say, fuck it, and take all, you know, just throw all the money at him and take him and whatever. Uh, I think they had him at like $40 million, or maybe that was the bid that was rejected. Um, if you can't keep him, you have to replace him, and you have to replace him with somebody who is up for it. Who You can't just put anybody back there. Um and then I think actually to the point where you need to double dip because there isn't any backup for him as it is right now. Uh, and then I think before they made some moves, they needed an out-and-out striker, obviously, for Malpe. Um, which brings me to they've brought in Dennis Undav, and they've already brought in Julio Esico, Enciko, Enciso, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that, one of those. Um, he's a second striker type. Dennis Undav is more of an out-and-out striker. So I think at least conceptually they've done enough there they have more options uh and then after that i got two different you know how like the marvel universe is going off in all these different directions i'm going off in different directions too i got if you keep cucarella and if you lose cucarella mm-hmm. okay so if you keep cucarella you got to go benoit body shell from monaco he's a big center back He's versatile, right and left-sided center back. He can play uh, any part of your back three center backs. And then if you keep Cucurella, I think you go a little bit younger, a little bit less experienced, and a little cheaper. And you go with Mickey Van De Ven, left-back center back from Wolfsburg. If you lose Cucurella, you do exactly that, what I just said, and then you double-dip and you buy David Hanko, from Sparta Prague. He's also a left-sided center back and left back. I think you just go hardcore into the defense. You have a good midfield. You're buying some attacking options. You got to bolster that defense uh, anyway. So if you lose Marco Corella, you got to 
put somebody else back there, and you got to put a couple guys back there because he's mm-hmm. more than just one player, really. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. As the team that was trying to get Cucurella, Man City, and now it looks like Chelsea might be uh, kind of taking this this uh, transfer from us, essentially. Um, if you lose them, you're losing honestly kind of the the dynamic aspect to your offense and it's funny to say that as him being a defender uh one of the guys that has popped up uh i know chelsea was looking at cucarella we've mentioned this guy before but levi caldwell is it will be on the move this year and we just got to pin down where he's actually going to go because we predicted it um i didn't write down much at all for for the transfer (laughs) thing but i think that i got a late idea for them now this is only if they sell cucarella I agree. All right. You sell Cucurella. I like your Mickey Vandeven, uh, your guy from Wolfsburg. Bring him in on the cheap. He's younger. He's going to be developed. You're going to be able to sell Cucurella for a decent amount of money, right? You also had, uh, was it Izbasuma left uh, yes. in this transfer window as well? You got some money there. That's going to hurt too. We didn't even really mention that, but that is going to be a decent sized hole that they're going to have to plug up. We do like their midfield decently enough. But you got some money. I, I know that that Brighton is sitting on money. So if you lose Cucurella too, get Van de Ven. And let's get some more offense in there. I know you've already signed a couple offensive guys. But there's a dude at Napoli that is going to cost a decent amount of money. He's Nigerian. He's been linked with Leicester City. Man United wanted him at one point. Listen, Graham Potter. Your Brighton and Hove Albion Seagulls, when you're playing on your day, are as good as this Man United team right now. So I don't want to hear any of this bullshit about top six, but whatever. They're good. You got to go get, and I'm going to say his last name wrong, Victor O'Shimin. Uh It's definitely wrong. Michael, is that right? Oh, no, you're, it's like, I think it's Osiman. Osiman. Victor Osiman. I think you just pick him up. I, he's been linked to other Premier League teams. He definitely is dynamic he definitely is fast he definitely can score uh he's a lot of fun to manage on football manager i did that last year um i i think you definitely take your chances and try to go pick him up um the only thing i'll say about that is if napoli lose victor osaman um that place will literally burn down because their fans are already super fucking mad that <laughs> they're getting rid of all their players well who who has it been so far so it's been Koulibaly. Um, Koulibaly, um, the guy you just mentioned, Frank Zambu, boy, no, they well, brought they him just, in from Fulham. They yeah, brought yeah, him yeah. in, and Gisa, they brought in. They've gotten yeah. rid of Koulibaly, Insigne oh, went shit. to uh, Toronto, Toronto, Milic yep. went to Marseille, and then Ospina and Totino are both gone too. They brought in Angisa, they brought in Minjay Kim as well. But I think it's more the like the Koulibaly and the Lorenzo Insigne on a free. Yeah, yeah. When you're getting and and I don't know, like not to do like a whole geography type lesson because I don't know it that well. But Southern Italy is not like a economic powerhouse. It's not like Napoli can just go out and like print money for the shit. So it's just right. they they got to play a little bit more money ball. Join us on our you know soon to come international <laughs> podcast. But yeah, I mean. Bringing us back to Brighton, I, I think you go and, and you pick up a striker like this, like I said, super dynamic, just uh, wants to score. 
That's what he wants to do. He wants to get the ball from different places on the field and score. Um, you know, he, he did it in Syria. He's done it in Ligue 1. Like, I, I think he, he, these are the type of guys that Brighton have to hit on. Mm-hmm. And if they do hit on him, then they go ninth again or they go seventh again or, or seventh this time, something like that. I'll tell you what. How I said last last episode, we talked about Wolves, about Jao Felix. If they brought in Victor Osterman, that's big because he yeah. is he's good. Well, he's legit good. Yeah, for sure. And and again, we'll probably get someone's comment being like, "That's not realistic." Probably isn't. It may not be. You Dude, know? I don't like, even know. The Premier League is so insane though now. Like, yeah, I, I mean, we we had mentioned before Fulham signing Paulinho mm-hmm. or Paulinho. I can't remember if it's RO. Um, uh, uh, from from sport yeah from sporting he is also incredibly good and they just mm-hmm. got promoted so i don't yeah. think there's any any like well brighton can't sign this guy or i mean the only ones really are probably brentford nottingham forest are spending a hundred million already like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's different it's all different now built different it um is pre- all right fucking different. so with all that said yes. where they're at right now michael where do you see our Seagulls finishing this year? 13th to 15th. <laughs> <laughs> if they get Victor Osterman, though, I I would have to, like, reevaluate a lot of shit. Like, it would have to be... So, so, so do this one for me, then, because yeah. that's... I'm throwing that out into the ether, and it's only hit a couple times. We mentioned Jay Lings. We mentioned... Uh, who's your guy for from Denmark? Ustegard uh, or whatever Dams- his name? Damsgaard. Damsgaard. Um it's only happened a couple times, right? We're not trying to predict this. The, the, the one guy that this really hinges on, I'm assuming, is Cucurella. Cucurella stays and is healthy. Where are they at? Cucurella leaves, and they don't necessarily replace him with a Cucurella-ready player. Where are they at? If he leaves, I, this so I'm predicting that he leaves and they re- replace okay. him like substantially. So or not substantially, fi- like reasonably. 13 to 15 is your range if he leaves. If he stays, where's your range maybe bump into? Like 11. Two places? Okay. 11, 12. It'll be, I think I'm right there with, well, obviously I'm right there with you where I have them. I have them 12th. Um, I, I just, we've talked about a couple teams that I am really excited to watch and impressed with how they've built their teams now that are in that top that 10 area. that I just, that I just don't think that they're better than anymore. Like I just, if they Villa, if, Villa's good, Newcastle's really good. If they lose Cucurella and they don't replace him, they could actually get relegated. And, Which and would like, make well, and like, and if like like they brought in Undav and and Ciso or and Kiso, if they don't work out super well, then mm-hmm. definitely because like they're gonna be yeah. thin. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I got him twelfth. Michael thirteen to fifteen. Uh, we love the seagulls. We like Grand oh, Potter. I, I love you. Le- it's not. It's not anything to do with that. I love you. Yeah. It, we 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 think that they're legit. I, I want to see them continue to build on the success and and keep bumping up. Um, some co-hosts of ours probably don't. I think Dylan at one point Wolves was in direct competition with them. It looks like they might be battling in that mid table. But that's our that's our Brighton and our Hope Albion. Yeah, I will say though, Brighton did win Dylan like a pretty substantial amount of money because they came in better than tenth. So true, very so. very true. Uh, betting matters. Um, like, subscribe, share. Let us know how we're doing. Send this to your mother. Send this to your father. Maybe a cousin. You never know. But anyway. uh, till next time.